Welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm Tracy Benson, your host. I am so excited to take this weekly journey with you where we'll take deep dives into real talk with real people living an epically fulfilled existence. We'll give you tips, tools, and strategies that you can use in your everyday life to have more joy, more peace, more love, more connection, more of all the things that really matter. And it's crazily true. When you live like that in alignment, in joy, in peace, just expanding your heart and soul, it's amazing what you manifest and what will just show up at your door. So let's get this trip around the sun started. I'll see you on the flip side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benson. And today in real time, it is August 10th already. I mean, my, how does time fly this year? You'd think in the midst of lockdown, a lot of lockdown and other restrictions on travel and different things, this year would seem to be going slower, but almost seems faster to me. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, I was just reflecting on some things that I've been learning. Well, I shouldn't say I've been learning, been reinforced in me recently. And this kind of odd topic for a podcast, but I figure there's somebody out there like me that this is going to resonate with that needs to hear this stuff. So, And just to give you a little background on where this comes from, and this is about nutrition, weight maintenance, and why I say maintenance is, you know, we all have this thing about diet. Well, diet is a lifestyle. It's not reducing calories. It's not only eating meat. Well, I guess it could be, but when I think of diet, I don't think about reducing, eliminating necessarily basic food groups, any of that, I think about, you know, what's natural for us, right? What does a body good? That's an old milk commercial that was proven to be false because there's really nothing that milk does for us. Doesn't help us absorb calcium, none of that. Anyway, that's another story. So up until I was around 45, I never weighed over like 125 pounds, even, well, one time, my third baby, I weighed 132 when I delivered him. So um, when I was young, I had my babies at almost 27, 28, and 29. Yeah, they're Irish triplets a year apart. The biggest I got was with my third baby and was 132 pounds. And the other two were 123 and a half when I delivered and 125 (laughs) which is kind of like the max weight I was as an adult after I got a little bit of age on me. So up until then, I never had a problem with weight. I could eat whatever I want, do whatever I want. Now, I was also a gym rat, but I didn't kill myself necessarily at the gym. I went through periods where I did, where, you know, I'd have a killer trainer for a while because I was trying to build some extra muscle, or I joined programs like boot camp, when I was, I don't know how old I was then, probably about 40. And most of the people in that class were 25 and under. But I did it to challenge myself to show that I could keep up physically 
with people half my age. And, you know, I wasn't the top. I'm not going to lie. There were some mostly men in there that could really beat me, but I stayed at the top of the pack. And for that, it was a challenge for me, right? It wasn't really against them. It was just about what I could do physically. Because I know that the human body is capable of miraculous things. One particular person in comes to mind when I say that is Wim Hof, the Iceman. If you don't know who he is, look him up. But he has trained his body to do some things that people said weren't possible. So anyway, I was never into it where, you know, it was like for a living or competitions or stuff. It was for myself. And then at 44, I started another business. That's when I opened my real estate brokerage. And I made choices that weren't necessarily good for me in that way. And I don't mean by opening the brokerage, but I threw myself into work because I've always loved to work and I've always been a high achiever. So when I start something new, I go all in. So I, you know, started this new company and within a year I went from you know, working out five to six days a week to working out maybe one or two. And then the business really started taking off, which meant I was working more and it went down to zero. So I was probably 46 at the time. And between 46 and 47, I gained about seven pounds. Now, seven pounds I was still a size four at that and not a tight size four, a comfortable size four. I'd been a size two prior to that. And it's not about size. I'm just talking about, you know, public perception, right? So no one would have ever said that, you know, I had too much weight on. So it was easy for me to justify it. However, I knew what my frame really was built for. I knew how I felt best. I knew what was best for me. But I just kind of let it slide going, yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm working a lot. I don't have time to exercise, which is an excuse because you can always have time to exercise. You know, all these things I let get in the way. And then over the next like three years, my weight started creeping up. And I basically sat there and watched it (laughs) and did nothing, right? Because I was, you know, then I became like a size six and then I was a tight size six. But I'm like, you know, no one would ever call me fat. No one would ever think I was too big. I'm a size six. And it's not about the size. It's not about the number on the scale. It's about the way you feel and the way your body feels. Well, I started having a lot more aches and pains. I started having, I just didn't feel that great, right? And about that time, I went into perimenopause, you know, 49 or so, and went into menopause, that would have been 2014-ish, before I turned 51. And by the end of the year, I'd had my last period and never had another one. After that, the weight started coming on a lot quicker, right? My metabolism has shifted, my hormones had shifted. And I just thought that was part of midlife, (laughs) even though I knew better. I mean, you know, I'm a retired nurse and I did a lot of study on nutrition and exercise over the years. 
you know, when I was young, I played sports all the time. In fact, up until 45, I played on competitive teams. I uh, still, you know, competitive, like, what do you call those? Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. But you know, like local teams where you do different things, softball and that kind of thing. And so, you know, my life had shifted, and I accepted the shift. You know, I started trying to work out again. I went to the gym. I got a nutritionist. I had an internist who had a team of naturopaths. And I did a bunch of things. And I got back down to my 130. However, my body fat level was still really high. And I didn't feel good. See, because before I started gaining weight, my body fat had never been more than 22% of my life. In fact, most of my life, it was under 15. Now, that's a little too little. I will say that I had a lot of health issues when my body fat was that low as a female with catching viruses and different things. When I got my body fat to 18%, I was my healthiest. I was almost never sick. I felt great. And even at 20 and 22, you know, those were good numbers for me too. But when I had that, I got down to 130. I was still 30% body fat. And this was accurate testing, by the way. This um, doctor puts you in the in the water tank to accurately measure your body fat. And, you know, I felt soft. And they were giving me things like Samoralin to help my HGH production because when they did my blood work, they found that my HGH production was like that of a mid-70-year-old. <laughs> yeah, not so great, huh? But, you know... I never took into an account, and even the nutritionist not so much took into account the good things I was putting in, but they never really talked about the bad things that I was putting in. And I never thought about it because all my life I'd eaten what I wanted. You know, if I wanted a piece of cake or ice cream or cookie, I had it because I didn't gain weight. And I never thought about the consequences to my body. You know, sometimes when we are smaller and we're, we're and I'm going to say we're blessed that way genetically or whatever it is, and we don't gain weight easily, we beat our bodies up sometimes even worse than those who eat junk and are already heavy. Now, I'm not saying that they're not doing that too. What I'm saying is most of those folks know they're doing it, Right because they're already heavy, like I am now. But when you're trim and you're athletically fit, you have this perception that as long as you look good and you feel all right, you're okay. And that's true to some extent. But when we're young, our body is able to fight off, repair, do all those sorts of things more easily then as we get older, you know, that's what I found out doing that stuff with the nutrition and the, my high intensity coach, I kept getting injured and it was taking me a long time to recover. And I was frustrated and I kept thinking it was mostly my age. And, you know, now that I look back on it, it was my poor nutritional status all along. Because even if you're putting a lot of good things in and you're still putting a lot of shit in, and you guys know what I'm talking about with the shit, right? I'm talking about the processed foods, the refined sugars, the heavy starches where we eat tons of it, milk products, cheese. And some people are going to disagree with me about this, but that's okay. I've done a lot of study on my own. So 
my thought process in the last few years has been what needs to change and why. And I really still wasn't, I wasn't giving enough credence to the shit I was putting in my body because in general, I've always eaten really well. I've eaten lots of vegetables. I've not been big on the fruit. You know, I eat fruit. I just wasn't like huge on it. But for me, I'm thinking that's more sugar, right? You know, that was my train of thought then. So I'd eat a couple of pieces of fruit a day, but I wasn't a big fruit eater. But I was still putting all this processed shit in my body and junk food and not really thinking about what that does to one's, you know, chemical makeup. In the last few years, I've had problems with allergies and sinus issues. And when I mean sinus issues, not infections, but lots of drainage and, you know, mucus and all these things. So I've been working to figure this out. And so last year when I went to Life and Wealth at Tony Robbins, you know, I got a handle on some of it because there we do a cleanse. And when I did that cleanse, I was in a lot of pain. I mean, my body hurt because all those toxins coming out. And I knew it was good. So I, you know, I went with it. I stayed on the cleanse, felt so much better afterwards, dropped a bunch of body fat because we ate so clean. And I was within seven pounds of my goal weight. Now, I say goal weight of 130 because that's just a number. For me, it was reducing the amount of fat I had down to under 25%. And I figured that set, that number would do it based on where I'd been heading. I'd been adjusting that number all along. Because I don't think the number on the scale is important as, as your body composition and how you feel. And then, you know, I was feeling better. I got it. My allergies were better. All of that. And I came home and I was eating well. And then I started falling off the wagon again. So I was still eating the good stuff, but I started putting the bad stuff back in. And then I gained back about eight pounds over the course of, I didn't gain anything for a couple of months. So I think I gained about two pounds a month the last four months of the year, something like that. And then between January and February, I gained about another, oh, couple. Because I was, you know, I was working on not eating as much junk. And then COVID hit. Hmm. Really interesting how stress for some of us causes us to go to food. You know, and it's psychological and emotional associations with food. And all my training, I recognize this, but sometimes we don't get it in our own self. Sometimes we don't see what's in front of us. Well, quickly, literally quickly, I gained 20 pounds. I got to the heaviest, actually 22. I got to the heaviest I had ever been in a short period of time. And I started looking at it, not beating myself up about it because I knew that was not going to do me any good. I had to figure out why I was doing it first and the psychology behind it for me because mindset is everything and everything we do. When we're failing in an area, it's going to be because something in our mindset is not allowing us to move and do the things we really need to do. Now, that I'm not talking about you're doing something and trying something new and it doesn't work. 
you know, like you're starting a business and you have to reformulate. That's not the kind of failure I'm talking about. I'm talking about in a specific area of life where we're just not achieving what we want at all, no matter what we try. It's mindset because we as people are going to try things. And if we have a good mindset, when it doesn't work, we just go, okay, that didn't work. Let's shift and try this. When we don't have a good mindset, we either keep doing the same thing or we just get defeated and stop. And I had done that a couple of times over these years trying to fix my issue with weight. And so I started doing some, you know, real like soul searching and journaling and studying and found out what an emotional attachment I had to food when I'm stressed or when I'm sad and when I'm missing like my mom who's been dead for 14 years or my father who's been dead for 23. It's funny, I still miss them every single day. So, excuse me, I'm getting a little teary over that today. That's okay. Whenever you feel like that, people, let it out. Don't be like me. I used to be the person that held all that shit in, and it eats you alive. Don't do that. Anyway, so I started, you know, a new program, and I noticed they had, and it was with an exercise program about a month ago or so, In fact, I posted on my Facebook and I've got to do some updates because I've had shifts because of this, you know, study. And so, you know, I started the exercise and it was a high intensity training program along with, you know, a lifestyle of sorts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been here, done this. You know, it was very restrictive, very low calorie based, which makes you feel hungry all the time. And now I'm a person that actually has extremely strong willpower as long as my angel's in charge. So willpower goes both ways. Sometimes the devil has your willpower if you want to call it the devil. And I kind of got this angel devil thing from this new thing that I'm doing now because I never really had names for them. But, you know, willpower only goes so far, especially when you're in an emotional state. So, you know, I'm looking at this program going, you know what, I'll get the weight off. However, I'm probably going to relapse and do the exact same thing again. It may take me a few years again. But I was looking to create lasting change, not this yo-yo effect. I mean, you know, all my life I watched my friends do this yo-yo diet thing. So the last 10 years I've been doing it too. And I decided I needed to find a better way. Well, I started doing more research and a friend... (laughs) and they actually have their own podcast too, follows this particular methodology. They did it and lost 10 kilos in the 90 days, which I think 10 kilos is like 22 pounds American. So I've always been a person that if somebody has what you want, (laughs) follow what they did. And the biggest thing that I was, it wasn't the weight loss, it was the new body composition the energy, the health status, the feeling good. That's what I was after. I mean, we can all lose weight, right? We can restrict ourselves. We can exercise to death. We can all lose weight when we want to, when we really want to. But are we doing it in a way that's healthy for our body? Are we going to be able to sustain it? And, you know, in my practice, I found that I can't. 
And I finally decided it has, while it might have something to do with hormones and, you know, shifting hormones and all that, it's not really about that. It's about my mindset because of the things I go to when I'm feeling sad or lonely, which that's a rare occasion for me, but, you know, or angry or stressed, I go to food. That's been my pattern my whole life. And so this program, I'm only two weeks in now, and it was super counterintuitive, I'm telling you, because when I started it, we weren't to restrict anything. There were a couple of things we needed to do to add to our routines, but we were to eat like we normally did. And if we wanted something, we were to have it. And so he's like, you're probably going to gain some weight back. So I'd lost seven pounds when I started this program two weeks ago. I did. I gained a couple pounds back in the first like 10 days. And last week we were supposed to eat the same, but we had increased some stuff and made some other changes last week. And actually I am now down one pound from where I was two weeks ago. So I lost the two and a half plus one in a matter of less than a week. Now, what does that mean? That means a lot of that was inflammation from putting bad crap in your body. And my water intake is up, so I know it's not because I lost water intake in. And my fruits and vegetables are up too, which also hydrate you. So a lot of that was actually inflammation. That weight that you gain sometimes is inflammation. Like when I said I did the detox last year, in less than a week, I lost like eight pounds. And I was only like 145, I think, to start. So a lot of that was inflammation. And we were doing a lot of liquid and fruits and vegetables. So we were well hydrated besides all the water they were making us drink. So I didn't lose a lot of water weight. A lot of that was inflammation. Some of it was body fat and a lot of it was inflammation. That just, even that told me how inflamed my system was from what I was putting in it, but I still went back to it. So this whole program is about changing your mindset on food and getting a hold of the psychology that you need to shift in order to be successful. So I am super excited. I'm not going to tell you what it is today. I'll do another episode. We have, it's 90 days and at 45, we retake uh, measurements and photos. And so at the 45 day mark, when I've done that, I will do a podcast episode after that on my progress. And then again at 90 days. And then I'll tell you what the program is. Because I don't want you to start researching it. I don't want you to start doing anything right now. Except for I want you to start being conscious of what you're putting in your body. And how it makes you feel. Do you wake up in the morning stuffed up? sinuses dripping, you know, have to blow your nose a bunch in the morning to clear out, stuff running down your throat like me? Do you feel puffy? Do you feel tired when you wake up, even though you slept eight hours? You know, all these are key things that tell you that your body is not thriving, that what you're putting in it to fuel it isn't working. And my whole thing is, like I said, not about the weight. I want to feel good. 
I want to have a good body composition. It doesn't matter the number on the scale. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. I'm 57. That doesn't mean I can't do stuff I did in my 20s. I know in my 40s I did. It's only a decade later. I know people in their 70s and 80s that are kicking ass, and I want to be one of those people in my 70s and 80s kicking ass. How about you? Or do you want to just accept the mediocrity of your health and leave it to chance? You know, that's what I was basically doing the last 10 years. I was trying things. Don't get me wrong. But knowing what I know, I already knew my issues around food were mindset. So now I'm taking a positive step in shifting that for good. Let's see how it goes. I hope you guys just have the most beautiful day. Please reach out if you have any questions, concerns, you know, any suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. I love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Joyful Souls Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. Thanks ever so much for listening and have a beautiful day.